Welcome to episode 20 of Ramblin' with Courtney Asher. I am your host, Courtney Asher. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to elaborate just a little bit. This is my first guest of this year on the podcast, and I love having a guest that can act as an inner rambler. And we got to speak on a topic that's not verbalized enough which is the struggles of a disabled individual. He actually didn't know that I fall right into that same category too, which actually made our conversation pretty dope, in my opinion. He quoted me in this episode when I spoke of my Facebook being possibly hacked. Thank God it wasn't, and I couldn't help but name today's episode with that very same quote. It was a pleasure meeting you, Chris. Thank you very much. Now, I'll actually be quiet and let you listen to this dang interview. <laughs> Take it away. Tell me and everyone who's listening what you were telling me. We are talking uh, cerebral palsy, right? Uh, yeah, we were talking about um, my friend in Baltimore that has cerebral palsy, but I have spina bifida. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm 27. My name is Chris Young. I'm 27. And uh, I've been, you know, wheelchair bound for my entire life. And I, I basically saw Courtney's podcast invitation yesterday and said that I would be quite the talkative individual to want to share uh, just some random things about, you know, what I have to deal with. And it puts me a little more on the spot if there's not any questions because I can go on forever, but. That's the name of the whole podcast. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, well, I'm here for it. I, I I know I didn't talk about my school. Uh, years. I, I went through the entire uh, school career, as they say, I, I believe, you know, elementary, middle, and high. And then I went to the optional, which is the, the college, you know, and my grade point averages in high school and college were, were both in the three upper three point, you know, whatever's. So I wasn't like a 4.0 student, but I was pretty darn close. And then uh, I started to, thank you, I started to uh, go into the job world and um, I wanted to do computer-aided drafting, but by way of the current situation with transportation, I wouldn't have been able to get there anyway. And the limitations with working, at least for me, are that if I work over so many hours and earn more than so much money, then I will lose my transportation. So it's not bad enough that there is no transportation. It's that it better be a good enough job or I will have to start all over, which, you know, I can limit that potential by having, you know, outside sources, but I just have so few workable outside sources that it's just inconvenient to rely on anybody but a service. 
Yeah, that's right. I don't think I've ever had a service. Yeah, like stuff like that. And then it gets a little taxing because, you know, most of the stuff that I ask my mom to go to is, you know, little simple things. But if I didn't have those little simple things, then there's not a lot of progress going on in the developmental world. And then if I lose those little simple things, then I'll have absolutely nothing. Yeah. It's not not her sole responsibility to do it. And I keep saying that it's okay for her to ask people if they want to do stuff. And I'm sure they'll be okay with doing it. But her thoughts on it are, I know how to drive you. I know how to do your tie downs. I've driven you for the longest, you know, that, you know, so. Oh, so she's very productive. Yeah. Yeah. To, to say the least. And, uh, you know, I always had to play devil's advocate and say, you know, what if somebody out there that was, you know, I don't know, the, the least you have to be is 25, uh, with a, you know, valid license and know how to, drive a regular van it's not like it's a you know a cargo van or whatever it's a regular uh, minivan but um, let's say it was somebody that was in their 50s or whatever just to throw out a number you know it could be 50s it could be 20s I you know I don't think it really matters but whoever it is if they are to be in some sort of accident, then basically mom let that happen. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going to translate when mom isn't able to do it anymore? I'm not 100% sure, but, but regardless, on the off chance that nobody knows what's happening, we're still going to make it hard enough that it's not common sense, you know, mm-hmm. even the most avid thinker like you and I can sniff this out within a hundred miles, but they're hoping that enough people say, eh, you know, I'm okay with whatever amount of money you earn on per week by way of whatever check. And you know, you're the second person that has um, given me this idea of being a podcaster. And yeah. I have a friend that I was telling you about that's like up towards the city area that does this as well. And his centers around, you know, so you want to know about blank well or life with blank in regards to blank. Let's talk about it. And, his, you know, the first blank is basically insert disability here. It'll be CP or spina bifida or whatever yours was. <laughs> I, um, it's a long one. Yeah. I didn't mean to forget You remember that. that. That would have been amazing. Forgetfulness. It's just, yeah. No, it's a long one. Very short. <laughs> it's insert disability here. And then the second blank is 
in ref, in reference to whatever. So he'll talk about, you know, sports or, you know, dating life or governmental affairs, you know, all these things. So let's say somebody's on with cerebral palsy that wants to talk about finances, you know, uh, it'll be a, a whole, like, 30 minutes on that or so, you know, mm -hmm. and then, like I said, I, I didn't research this before I came on here, but I'm assuming it's just people that have a, a lot to talk about that you're giving them a window to talk about. Or yeah, right. yeah, that outlet. Okay. I think myself that too. It was yeah. hard, like keeping everything in when you don't have somebody to talk to. Oh so yeah. It's yeah. like go for it, like channeling <laughs> that ability to just boom. Yeah, exactly. And you know, <laughs> the funny thing was, you know, for the longest time. I had like needs that would satisfy the aid in the portion of being here to do medical, but because they didn't have the composure to say, let me entertain him in the orientation of entertainment, then or conversation, then they would just lose that. They would get to the end of my physical needs and then they would, like you said, they would just go bleh, you know, because they were clueless about the rest of it, mm -hmm. you know. And we would be that, like glazed over look in their eyes. It's like you stopped listening, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times I combated that by <laughs> like playing Scrabble or something because that was my leverage to them of, you know, I have some intelligence. Let me show you something educational that I like to do, you know, but a lot of times it falls short of that ability to commiserate because if they're in aid, then they're likely not going to be in the same shoes you are they're going to likely be able to navigate your necessities because they're taking care of you. But the likelihood that they'll be able to say, I know what wheelchair life is like because I've been in one, or, you know, like I said, insert need here is very unlikely. This whole, like, it's a whole different plane of life to be disabled and right. it's like it's like you have to um, have the mental intelligence to just like really go above and beyond to do not just everyday monday tasks it's oh god it's everything it's like making food it's dating it's oh god you name right. it i it's, was gonna say the thing with us is um, there's everything to talk about when there really should be nothing to talk about because all of these things should be so commonplace to the com composition of a daily being's behavior 
that it's just an everyday thing, but yet we have to tell people, you know, this is what I like to do on my weekends or whatever. And, you know, to a certain extent, I understand that everybody has a introductory procedure, but the introductory procedure pertains so much more to what we need as a human being when we have that capacity to absorb at least me i jump to the higher order things to judge their capacity to do what i do which is reflect on you know this is what this is this group of society is doing or this governmental agency or this you know medical whatever you know i'm not throwing mud in their face i'm saying you know wake up and be able to navigate those things so that you're not being played the fool mm-hmm. when they come and knock you in the back of the head yeah it's almost like a for like like a better words, it's like a language barrier almost. Right. Words. No, we're really, it's almost like we have to develop other senses. I think you said earlier we can like sniff things out like far away, far, far away. It's almost like we have to know that. It's like, or we lack in other places. Right. In other places. And it's like now we become people that are like almost like superhuman right uh, <laughs> it's like focus. a new level of weird sorry right i want to focus in real quick on what you said like within the first sentence of me meeting you you said mm-hmm. by the way you've been talking to me the entire time and the awareness to bring that up while i a wheelchair user was analyzing you was a sharpness to a degree of which I can't put into words because it was like, you know, I'm I'm in a chair. I'm supposed to be on an equal playing field to you, and you're reassuring me that you were hacked, but mm. you're still you. You know, and that, that that's almost a metaphor for life. You know, that entire last sentence I said, you know, that was a hundred word words long. I understand was a metaphor for us in so many ways because it's like we were hacked. Our life is often hacked by culture, society, government, and we have to say, you're still talking to me. Dude, I, well, you just like, hold up. You blew my mind a little bit. Keep talking. <laughs> okay. well, you know, and I just realized that myself. I'm like, all of all of these inner workings to place bugs into reality force us to reboot the computer every day and say, Hey, this is still me. You know, I was here yesterday. I'm still Wow. You know, I'm just I'm sorry. 
Well, I mean, there's that level of scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want a job, say so you want a car, say so you want to work, uh, or say so you want a house or whatever. Yeah. Isn't that what everybody else wants too? You know, mm-hmm. these bugs that have been placed into the system, like the augmented reality or distorted reality, I guess, of the uniqueness of a disabled individual just kind of disappeared. You know? Yeah. We and, haven't buried under all the social constructs and Right. You know, and I was, the the last podcast that I posed with the friend was and he didn't know how to frame this in a disability oriented manner, but was that we have bombarded things with so much distrust or disinterest or disingenuousness that we just can't project a reality that can be believed disability format on a social media site. Mm-hmm. It's like we have the shortest end of the state. Right. It's so awful. Like, um, I actually I made a comment on something on YouTube maybe like two years ago. What did it say? People have learned to fake being genuine so well right. that actual genuine people are now red flags. Right. And it's the same with authenticity. It's like really sad. And it's like, I, I personally believe that people with disabilities, we're like super authentic people. We just stopped giving a fuck at some point. (laughs) At least I did. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of like get that. Crusty layer, just you know, there's there's part of me that says that character deserves to be injected in a conversation of this extent. So really, as if those words ever meant anything, ever will mean anything, ever did mean anything, they deserve to be put in this conversation. But yet, you know, it, it's almost like you know, the real world uses those words every day. But it's like, you know, us critical people are like, oh, I don't want to say that word. That's a whatever. Yeah. And I'll I'll follow suit because, you know, I have some, uh, you know, oversight that that doesn't prefer it. But, you know, am I to be reasonable about it, you know? Does it lessen my character at all? Not really. Does mm-hmm. it lessen my conversation? No. Does it, on the contrary, normally emote things more, you know, reasonably? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of belligerent conversation because, you know, there's no more adrenaline pumping feeling than getting you know, motivated about a conversation, you know. Actually excited about what's inside. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because I just gave myself my own 
probably new favorite saying, and I didn't even realize it because you had that scenario and I commented on it and I thought about how true it was, but it was, I've not been hacked. It's still me, you know? So I'm going to probably start using that now. That's how the, the world makes it feel like is, you know, whoever, wherever, whenever this goes out to is either going to really celebrate that you found me and congratulate me and a new era of societal reasoning, or they're going to kick me out and say, never have that bum on again. You know, I, at this point that, you know, if, if it's good, it's your win. If it's bad, it's your loss. Exactly. Oh my God. I say that same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in regards to, you know, this podcast, like, mm-hmm. you know, the vetting was extremely easy. The commonalities were extremely apparent and the decision to, to continue was very graceful. So mm-hmm. whatever happens, happens at this point, I guess. Exactly. So it's true. Yeah, yeah. There was a point with this podcast where I had to just say the same thing to myself. I started um, this podcast October of last year and I was like, I had all these thoughts in my head. I was like, people are going to hate me. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And I'm like, that's just you projecting. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, oh, damn it. (laughs) Right. Get out of my head. Sometimes I have to tell my own voices that. Shut up. (laughs) Like, stop talking. Stop it. So you know, it's all our egos. I've talked before about how when we get spun or so does our ego. It really does like the most sometimes. And I'm like, did I catch you say that again, but in right. a different, clever way? Yeah, the audience to which you just sent that to is not the best most pleased about that <laughs> you know, like you know i i always joke about you know mm-hmm. this guy that i went up to when he was like you know i did something with the end of my finger or whatever and now i don't have feeling in like the last section of my pinky from the last knuckle down and i was like hey buddy i can't feel from my chest down so you know, I mean, not in a blunt, distasteful manner, but in a, <laughs> you know, that was the wrong place at the wrong time. To yeah. us, it's like we have such bad timing to other people. So we say the most like raw, disturbing things sometimes that it's really like we right. can like traumatize to a point, and it's like, we tend to be a little bit sick and twisted. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, that was really meant to be educational, but okay. Lost that. Yeah. yeah, we'll see you one way. Everyone's like, 
Sometimes you have what did to, they just say? Sometimes you have to talk it up to an experience and go, well, I lost that one. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, thumping hmm. more. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's one what's one time, right? Right. Yeah. Oh my god. You're what like taking pages from my book. I'm still me. What's one time? Right. Mm, I did that too. I'm like next <laughs> and what is life but a series of trials and errors that mm-hmm. on more occasions than not don't matter but mm. that, you know yeah and, like I think even I've done this I've learned that some people take life like way too seriously right because I was basically living through what everyone else was seeing Right. It's so weird how we can do that. But then when you kind of snap back into your, like, it's not that, like, serious, like, we can joke about things. We could have a good time. Right. Despite the circumstances. Right. I had the most stark realization I think I've ever had in my entire life when my most recent aide came in, you know, after some sort of disagreement with the other one. And after like not even half a day, she started realizing my desire to analyze. And, you know, it just got to the point where she was so dissatisfied with my need to know everything about anything in terms of, like injustices and stuff she's Mm -hmm. like your analysis isn't going to fix anything unless you actually have the power to do something you know Mm -hmm. so don't waste your energy on analysis that has no outcome because that's just wasted time Mm -hmm. you know are you to be able to do something about it then that's good because you're basically like reviewing a plan at that time. But otherwise, just kind of leave it be until the opportunity arises. Like, I will talk until the cows come home about, you know, my inability to, you know, get the proper appliances or get a job or get, you know, transportation worked out. But until the powers that be align correctly, there's very little a civilian such as myself in a state such as myself can do about it. It's, I've learned that I did the same thing, but I more did it where I was trying to make things fit that just couldn't they were just like not going together and I just kept trying to make a bit trying trying until Mm -hmm. I just like had some like crumbled up like cluster of madness I was like so I just kind of like started carving my own way like I like custom to my situation um 
like if you just have the freedom of like not having to pay rent or something at some point it's like I'm gonna try to get this podcast off the ground because I like to talk (laughs) so I'm gonna capitalize on that or like I love to paint and I'm actually like trying to dive back into painting and everything trying to capitalize on that too I have a lot of like outlets but it's like while I'm trying, I'm not focusing on trying to make an income on it. It's like I've realized the more I focus on something like that, the more I'll never get there. It's just right. like resistance like crazy. But it's like once I sit back, relax, and I'm like, I'm just gonna do whatever the hell makes me feel oh, wow. like yeah yeah it's like that's when things start happening and i'm like okay so i got like four people that want to be guests on the podcast yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah. it's really cool and i'm so glad i met you dude like yeah uh, I, I was glad that i you know there there's probably not a person in the party that knows me that doesn't also know that you know vocalizing not a problem limitation on the ways of portraying that without offending people serious problem you know i am more known for messing up the execution of my speech than for the actual information in the speech so like 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 i warned you about before you know Basically, I don't know your people. I don't know your followers. I don't know, you know, how this fits into the grand scheme of your your progression of your podcast. But all I'm saying is be ready because, you know, the house is either going to get another floor or get burned down. Oh, I'm, I'm in it to win it. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm... Basically, exactly what we're doing is all I do on the podcast just by myself. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so, I'm a one-minute show. Oh, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> what I always like to say as far as we go is, you know, like I, I, I think I already said this, but there's a lot to talk about in our world, but it's all stuff that were people to sit back and go, huh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. When you go up to the social security office and you're going up to them and they say, um, well, we can't do that. Da, 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 da. And my mom has to go up there and say, see this sentence right here, put my son's problem in that box there and put his name in this box right here and tell me why that's not right. And then they go, you're right. That is right. And I'm like, of course it's right. I just have to think another 30 seconds. Yeah. It's like, um, so many people are so focused on, I don't know if it's just us or just other people in general of just being wrong. They're just like, no, no, I'm not trying with you. It's like, do the same. 
and then I am I'm sure something will happen. <laughs> right. Like currently right now, mm -hmm. I'm in the process of getting appliances approved. And I know somebody who is in the process of getting a sterilet approved. And we are able to commiserate so well about that those processes because the one thing that they have in common is that they are being governed by an organization that would rather not care or delay your need until it's not a need anymore or you've died before you get it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it's that way with, you know, people in society. It's the, and put a blanket over a large portion, let's just say. Mm -hmm. um, you know, transportation, housing, um, getting a job, everything has loopholes. And like I said, they're counting on you being uneducated enough not to understand. You but know. then it all goes back on the thing where we've basically had to become superhumans. <laughs> We're right. just like, we'll figure yeah. it away. <laughs> right. So you just gave me another element that I can tell the other friend because he's always wondering why I use big words. And your analysis of the supercomputer gives me a good segue. I try so much to be a supercomputer to prove to people that I'm here for a purpose that what I end up doing by the end of the day, and this ties back into what we were talking about earlier, is I have to let them know that I wasn't hacked because in the process of being so overpowering, I end up cutting the power to everything which is ridiculous. It's, yep. it's amazing how, you know, overstimulated you become to becoming normal that you just erase everything you've done. Yep. You know. And it actually definitely goes back to, I have to decide if I'm going to shut my Facebook down. <laughs> And that's all my business pages and everything. And I'm like, mm. Mm. or do I like try to keep going? I'm not sure which direction I want to go. Well, I mean, all these metaphors are lining up mm -hmm. almost perfectly. Right? Really, in reality, you're never going to believe this, but I wish I had this conversation like a year ago. Because yeah. all these things are lining up so conveniently. Because you said, do I shut down or do I keep going? Mm -hmm. you know, even when people are aware that your conceptualization of the world is such that you have to prove to them that you're real. There are still those that are going to try to hack you. You have to persist. Mm -hmm. You have yeah. to get past, get past the hacker mm -hmm. and move on. Mm -hmm. you know, tell them why 
it was bad news to mess with you. And then maybe the hacker, which in my situation is government, medical, society, whatever, will say, I'm, I'm getting close to the end of my voice here, I think. Okay, no problem. Well, maybe, maybe the government, the medical, and the societal will say, I'm done. You know, I can't, you know, they're not worth fighting anymore. Mm. So I've never had my voice do that before. I talk to you like crazy. Yeah. I like I said, I'm very spirited in terms of you know this oriented type thing and yeah. getting these things straightened out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like again, it's like uh do I keep going or right. And and what drives me is that the legion of those, I make it sound like it's like a organization or whatever. But the legion of those that don't care to do so is so massive still that I can't help but say there's a large enough bug in the system that I still have to work. I have to fix this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's like trying to find a invisible monster about it all. Right. Things start getting repetitive because I'm so uncertain that anybody heard what I had to say that I'll say it three or four times just to be confident that I'm happy that I said it enough. I swear, I feel like I'm like talking to a therapist or something and I'm like... You know, <laughs> you're not the only one that has said that to me. I've heard that since I was a kid. <laughs> oh, gee. Well, I'm in the right place then. Yeah. <laughs> but I totally, like, care for it. Whatever you got to say, later. My, my, my favorite thing is the controversy of, you know, the lack of knowledge that I have of knowing what people are going to let me talk for 10 minutes on one subject or don't want to hear three words of a certain subject because it's not like it's on their forehead. So therefore, if I see somebody that is, you know, mobile, like, you know, being able to drive and walk and what have you, um, then I more often than not start to conceptualize in my head that they can help me with a subject, you know, and then more often than not, my conclusions are invalid. But the conclusion that always draws me a valid, you know, answer is the support from the disability group. And I'm just so happy that, you know, recently I found someone that I'm I'm really interested in and we share a lot of you know, the same topics of interest and we've gotten really close and I think we're going to make it official soon. Um, you know, and that's that's just in that realm, you know. Mm-hmm. Is everybody to act like that? Then 
I'd be in serious trouble because I'd have some decisions to make. But that's so rare of a thing that it makes it easier on me because when you fill these contingencies that are so random but so influential to who I am, then you're basically one in a million, you know? Mm. So to have found this this individual, not to call them out, is very, you know, intensely positive for me. I couldn't be more pleased that this situation is going the way it is. And, uh, you know, to cut out all the mushy details, it, uh, I couldn't ask for more, you know. That's amazing. Um, that really is like really good. But glad I got to have this conversation and I hope that we can see each other in the community. And uh I'm glad that you uh humored my for lack of a better word, ramblings. <laughs> that is actually the best word you can use. Yeah. You know? <laughs> be line for the end. Thank you for humoring my rambling. <laughs> oh, you're quite welcome. You twisted my arm. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. I will see you later, man. See you later. Bye. Bye.